Every time Marianne mentions that she bought her grandmother's house, everybody has to do a shot. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 470, Thrifting Tips and Transformations. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Marianne Canada. Marianne is an HTTV executive producer and personality. We are going to discuss all sorts of things home-related, including her best thrifting tips and transformations. You're going to love this interview. You're going to love Marianne. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you in part by Acorn TV. Get 30 days of Acorn TV absolutely free on us. Marianne, welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. We are so happy to have you with us today. Oh, Kelly, I'm so thrilled to be here. So as I mentioned to everyone in the intro, Marianne Canada is an HGTV executive. She's been with HGT for a long time, and she wears a lot of different hats there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into our juicy topic of thrifting tips and transformation. So I'm super excited about that. I had a chance to talk to Marianne a few weeks ago in connection with an interview that HGTV did with me on the new podcast that Marianne is hosting, HGTV Obsessed. And you guys are all going to love that show. We're going to talk about that, and I'm going to give you links in the show notes and how you can jet right over there and subscribe. But let's kick it off with getting to know Marianne a little bit. So Marianne, you've been at HGTV for, am I right, 14 years? Yes. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel very old. (laughs) <laughs> well, you started when you were in sixth grade. Like, yes, right I did. I out was... of elementary school, mm-hmm, you began. Mm-hmm. Child prodigy. Yeah, it was big <laughs> news, big news. <laughs> so what do you do there now? Uh, it sounds like you do a lot. So break it down for us. Um, what What is your main position there in HGTV? I do. I'm kind of a, a multi-hyphenate um, within HGTV. So I work for HGTV's digital studios. Um, I'm an executive producer and senior director, and I work on editorial video content. And now podcast, I created the first ever official HGTV podcast. Um, I'm also a founding creator and executive producer of HGTV Handmade, which is a sub-brand that's focused on crafting and DIY. And you can find that on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, you know, any platform you can think of, we're out there making things. Wow, TikTok too. Okay, so let's break it down. What does an executive producer do? Yeah, so I'm really fortunate. I have a fantastic, super creative team, and we're really focused on the day-to-day new trends, you know, gaps that we see in our content, things that we want to tackle. It's really fun because it's always changing. I mean, you know from your work that, you know, decor trends are always evolving and changing. And so anything in the home and garden or lifestyle category, we're really there to try to super serve our audience with you know, the content they really want. And we do it all online. So we're, you know, we're in your phone, we're on your computer, um, across every platform, creating new, inspirational, beautiful content. And that's really the best part about working for HGTV, especially, you know, 
in this time, you know, we've all had a really hard year in particular. We get to make things beautiful every day. Yeah. And that is a really nice aspect of our jobs. I agree. So you really, so it sounds like you're not really working on the HGTV TV shows, but all the other content that people can get across all social media and places like that. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. I'm I'm an internet person. <laughs> so this is so great to know because I think that when a lot of people think of HGTV, they think of the TV shows and the you know the stars that come out of that and all that. But there's all this other amazing content going on and being served up by you and your teams on all these digital platforms. So everybody should be aware of that. And I'm sure there's links to all those things and we can include all of that in the show notes so everyone can find you. Now, HGTV Handmade. As I said to you, as we were just having our chat prior to recording, I wish I had known about HGTV Handmade when I was a Girl Scout leader because you guys would have helped me through a lot of nights trying to come up with craft ideas for my crew. You do amazing things. And it's not just necessarily, you know, like cutie crafts, like crafts for your home and decor crafts and things like that. It's a really great channel. I loved it. I watched a bunch of it yesterday. Well, thank you. It is. It is really fun. Um, HGTV Handmade is really its own brand. It has its own audience. Um, we have a great crew of people that are creating content of all kinds. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. It's not just kid crafts. It's not, you know, just um, de decorating crafts. Like it's, it runs the gamut. We have people who specialize in paper crafts. We have people who are houseplant experts. Um, you know, it's, it, we really try to offer something to anyone who's interested in the decor space. And because of that, we've got this really wide ranging audience, you know, from, 12 year olds, like my own sixth grader, you know, she'll, she'll go on there and, and try to make things all the way up to, you know, moms who are just like you said, trying to come up with craft ideas for their kids. And it is just so fun to get your crafty on. So I really enjoy that. Again, we'll have links to that in the show notes. So do you get to come up with some of the ideas for the crafts or are you basically, you know, come into the office and it's like, here's your craft, Marianne, you know, <laughs> get to it. <laughs> no, I definitely, um, I definitely pick my own crafts. Although this year, because I have been on the channel for a really long time, I joke all the time that I'm, I'm constantly trying to quit. And they, <laughs> well, clearly they don't want you to quit. They're they're like making up new things for you to do. Like here's a podcast. Let's exactly. keep you interested. Exactly. I'm always like, you guys don't want me on YouTube anymore. Um, but but the audience is so wonderful and so supportive. So this year, um, something I've been really having fun with is I've been letting my team choose craft projects for me. Um, because it does. After so many years, you do start to feel like I've done everything, and I can't. I can't think of anything. So most recently, um, and this video will be coming out in the next couple of weeks, um, I taught myself how to make stained glass. And that was, I can truly say <laughs> I have never done that before. Okay. I have to say, Marian, I mean, I love you and I love everything you're doing, but I'm not sure that I'd make my own stained glass. It's kind of like when Martha was like, make your own candles. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, like you could just buy a candle. Like, do we have to do that? We're always towing that line, right? And <laughs> Some of what we do is for the entertainment value. Some of 
what I think people go on to YouTube in particular to watch is not necessarily anything they ever plan to make. There's just something really fun about watching someone try to figure out a process. Okay. Well, you didn't do this on purpose, but you led me into the one craft that I wanted to talk about. How about aging a lamp with dirt? Oh boy. That was a great one. That was another. (laughs) So that was another kind of like, I'm going to try something that I'm seeing a lot on social media. Okay. But like, there's something really curious about the fact that you've seen that a lot already on social media, because that really came out of nowhere for me. I'm like, (laughs) she's saying this aging a lamp with dirt is uh, going crazy on TikTok and Instagram, but I I missed that trend. (laughs) We do love to find lamps, particularly those sad, ugly, sort of maybe ceramic-y, pottery slash type of lamps. You see them all over the thrift stores. So it'd be Mm -hmm. very easy to get your hands on one of these that really needs some improvement. So tell us how you would improve a lamp like that with dirt. You know, it's a really interesting process. And I was skeptical, let's just say. Um, I think I saw that coming through in your video. Yeah, it came through loud and clear, very skeptical. But I'm also, like I said, I'm game to try anything. And I had a lamp already um, that (laughs) I didn't didn't particularly care for. It was in the, you know, to go to the thrift store pile. So to age a, a lamp. I did a lamp. You can also do this on a vase or pottery. You can do it on glass, which again, I didn't think it would really work. Um, you spray paint it first, which I know. Oh, I you're know. talking my love language. Yes. I know you love a good spray paint moment. You have to use matte spray paint. I mm, My I, favorite. <laughs> yep. I tested it with other finishes and it did not work. So you spray it down with a few coats of matte spray paint, and then you literally rub it with dirt. (laughs) You mix up kind of like a, not quite to a mud, but a, a damp consistency and rub it down with dirt, really clump it on, let it dry completely. And then I used just like a shop towel. You rub it off. And the result, it really does look like earthenware. I mean, it looks old and aged and, you know, kind of has that like old, like restoration hardware vibe, you know, where things look. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Like it just came out of a Roman ruin or something like that. Yes. (laughs) And not actually, you know, the uh, the clearance shelf at HomeGoods, you know. So so better than the faux patina that you would find at TJ Maxx or Home Goods, And just like just this side of actually coming out of a ruin. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. It's definitely not for every space. But if you want an easy way to add some texture, some depth, you know, just uh, something a little different, it's fun to try. It's a great way to you know, try to salvage something that maybe is not your style anymore. And the nice thing about it too, is if you do get sick of the dirty look, you can, (laughs) you can really, um, wipe it down really well, give it another coat of spray paint and it's back to just looking like a regular lamp. Oh yeah. You can transform it back into, you know, some sort of, I don't know, Hollywood Regency, like spray it gold or something like that. Just keep changing it up. When all else fails, you can just paint it gold. (laughs) Paint it gold. But that is really a fun crowd. I mean, it would be fun to try just as an adult, but I mean, that would be great doing some vases with a little Girl Scout troop or Boy Scout 
troop or something like that, den, whatever Boy Scouts things are called. And then, you know, for Mother's Day or something like that for their moms, it'd be super fun playing in the dirt and making a gift. I love it. The podcast. (laughs) How do you feel about being a podcast host? Are you loving it? Oh, you know what, Kelly? I really do love it. Um, Hosting HGTV Obsessed, I, I joke, it's it's the thing I never knew that I needed. Um, what's really funny is, you know, all those many years ago when I was in college, I my degree is in broadcast journalism. So it really does feel like I've just come full circle, gone back to my news radio days, but it's so much fun. It um, turns out I really love to talk to people. I really love to tell a story. I love interviewing people. Um, It's just, yeah, it's just been a dream come true. Well, I just have to say, they could not have found a better host. You are made for this girl. You're, I don't know. We, our interview was about a week ago and that was only episode 19. I mean, you are like a pro. We've been doing this. And and I have been doing this for a long time since 2017. And you came right out of the box, a pro. So oh, well, it's thank awesome. You. That's really, very I kind think, of you. And, you know, obviously our people here at, at DTT love a podcast and they love a podcast on decorating and design. So I'm sure everybody is going to head on over and I encourage you all to do that and check it out and subscribe. You're going to love it. Now, tell us about the focus of HGTV obsessed the podcast. So are you going to talk about HGTV shows? Are you going to do deep dives in design? Are you going to bring different voices like mine? Just a little <laughs> plug for episode 19, um, you know, to the platform. Where do you think you're going to go with that? Well, honestly, um, our goal is to do all of those things. Um, at, at the core, the heart of HGTV obsessed is real useful takeaway in the home, garden, and lifestyle space. So we do that though by talking to our experts, by talking to our HGTV talent, by talking to, you know, other other people like yourself who are experts in the field. Um, my goal is that someone listens to the episode and comes away at the end of every episode feeling like they were entertained, but also like they really learned something. And what's so fun about this space is there's just endless things to talk about in gardening, in decorating, moving, renovations, you know, um, entertaining. It's, it's really an endless well. And we're so fortunate to have an equally endless well of experts that we can talk to. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. And I really think that you touched on something there. We feel very strongly about teaching something about where, but imparting information, giving an opinion, giving advice, setting the tone for some inspiration so that when someone has given us a half hour, an hour of their time, they really feel that they've gotten something, they've learned something, they have an idea that they can try to implement on their own home. And I think that's what brings people back to DTT week after week. And I know that's what's going to bring people back to your podcast as well. So much more from Marianne, but right now, our sponsors. Acorn TV is must-watch television at my house as well as Anita's. We love everything Acorn has to offer. They have their own special programming you won't see anywhere else, and they also carry BBC documentaries and specials and mysteries and dramas and comedies and everything that you can imagine. Acorn TV is a commercial-free streaming service that it's rooted in British television. What could be better? The only thing that could be better is getting Acorn TV for 30 days absolutely free. And I'm going to tell you how to 
do that, but I want to highlight a special show that I'm really enjoying. It's called At Home with the Georgians. It is a lively study of everyday life in the 1700s. Historian Amanda Vickery explores how the great British obsession with beautifying one's home began 300 years ago. And we're still doing it today. Using the intimate diaries and letters of Georgian men and women previously lost to history, Amanda explores how the desire for a home revolutionized the relationships between men and women. Makes you think, what was the 1700s equivalent to the big TV over the mantle debate? Well, you can watch and find out. Head to acorn.tv and use our promotion code DTT for 30 days absolutely free. So that's acorn.tv and use the promotion code lowercase d, lowercase t, lowercase t, that's DTT, for 30 days free. So you can enjoy and check out At Home with the Georgians and all the other wonderful programming that Acorn serves up. We want you to be safe. And you know what's going to make you feel really safe and keep you safe? In the event that you need some help, she's Birdie. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. When you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, Birdie is of no danger to you. Feel confident to use it without the worry. And your birdie goes wherever you go. The alarm comes in multiple colors. They have such great colors. I chose the black one because that's just the way I go. But there's sort of this orangey kumquat color and this royal blue and lemony yellow. And so many great colors. And the birdie has a brass keychain so you can attach it to your keys or bag. There are over 300,000 birdie alarms out there, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. So join the flock like I and Anita and our girls and several of my friends have already. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our DTT listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash DTT. That's she's birdie, S-H-E-S-B. I-R-D-I-E dot com slash D-T-T for 15% off your first purchase. So that's your first purchase, not just one birdie. So stock up. Wonderful gift to give to anyone that you care about. So again, head to she'sbirdie.com slash D-T-T for 15% off your first purchase. Usual just got a whole lot better. We want to introduce you to Usual Wines, hefty single pour glasses in pretty bottles with easy to open screw tops. Cheers to that. I love everything about Usual Wines. The 6.3 ounces of delicious zero sugar, zero additive California wine, red, rosé, or sparkling white. I love the single-serve, no-flat, bubbly, or stale rosé. This means I can have rosé any day, any time. And with summer coming, I am going to stock up. It's so easy to share usual wines. Take them along to the beach, to a picnic, or perfect to bring as a hostess gift to a party. But do enjoy your first pour on us. Go to www.usualwines.com 
and use the promotion code TIPS, that's T-I-P-S, TIPS, at checkout, and you'll get $8 off your first order. Cheers, my dears. I think you're going to love Usual Wines just as much as we do. No one can deny that BetterHelp came on the scene at absolutely the right time. BetterHelp has helped so many people get through this really challenging year. And things might still be challenging, even though we're coming to the end of the pandemic and people are starting to crawl out of their homes again and get back into life. BetterHelp is there for you now as it was the whole past year. Maybe you're having some anxiety about starting to socialize again or getting back to the office or finding a new job or just some family issues or maybe you're suffering from some grief. Whatever is impeding your happiness, BetterHelp is there for you. BetterHelp is convenient, affordable, and professional online counseling. It is not self-help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional therapist. You can connect with that therapist in a private online environment. It is just so convenient. And like so many things we're not going to go back to doing, like I'm not going back to the grocery store all the time. I love ordering my groceries online. People might not want to be waiting in waiting rooms at doctor's offices anymore, and you don't have to do that with BetterHelp. And BetterHelp.com is going to save DTT listeners 10% off their first month if you go to BetterHelp.com slash DTT. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash DTT. So you're entrenched in the world of design and decorating at work all day. All day. <laughs> all day long. So sometimes you hear about people like, I just want to be in a white tiled room with a drain in the middle and I just don't want to see any other things. But I'm sure that's not how your home is decorated. So tell us a little bit about your personal style. I I think like a lot of people that work in this space and that do work in, in design that see a lot of inspiration. Um, my style is always evolving, which I think is really fun. Something you and I talked about when you were on our podcast was going for that collected look. And that's very much the style that I'm after. I don't consider myself, it's it's not that easy to put my style in a box. I'm not farmhouse. I'm not mid-century modern. I'm not Scandinavian, but I have elements of all of those things in my house right now. Um, so collected, I would say, is my personal design and decorating style. I do really like comfort. It's really important to me that my house feels like a really welcoming and inviting space. Um, I'm an entertainer. I love to entertain. I love to have friends and family over. Uh, so I just, that's my number one goal is that people come in and just really feel like they can stand at my kitchen, you know, peninsula with me and mix up a cocktail and, you know, just chat for hours. That's always my goal. Well, it's definitely then an extension of your personality because that's how I think you make everyone feel just talking to you and hearing you. So now let's talk about this home that you're now living in. I heard that you purchased your grandma's house and I want to know every single detail about it. <laughs> Yes, I did. I joke, I joke on the podcast that eventually there's going to be a drinking game. Every time Marianne mentions that she bought her grandmother's house, <laughs> everybody has to do a shot. Um, but no, yes, I bought my grandmother's house. My grandmother and grandfather built this house in 1974. Um, and they're the only people who have lived here. And 
when she passed away, I just, I really thought our previous house was our, at least if not forever home, it was our home for the next decade or so. And then suddenly I just knew, I knew I had to buy this house. So it is kind of a Texas ranch style house. Um, it's got the metal roof. It's got the really long porch across the front. Um, it was built in the seventies. So it, it, when we bought it, it had a lot of really dark, you know, faux cherry wood trim. Um, it had wallpaper in every single room. And Mm. I mean, every single room, um, you know, wormy chestnut kitchen cabinets. Everything was very dark. Oh, very dark. It was really, um, really of the moment though in 1974. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I really appreciated what were the bones of the house. The rooms are very expansive. The windows were huge and we have beautiful view of the mountains and of the lake. Um, the property itself is gorgeous. My grandmother was a great gardener and so we have lots of, you know, really mature, beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right now we've got a whole bed full of peonies. It's um, I'm so jealous of your peonies, but I'm glad that you have them. But isn't that wonderful to move into a home? I mean, this this whole situation, it's your grandma's house is just beyond. But to move into a home that has a, a really beautiful existing cared for garden. Yes. It's in and of itself such a delight. It's very special. And it's been very special for me to really bring it back to its, you know, full glory. Um, At the end of my grandmother's life, she had Alzheimer's. So it just, you know, it had kind of fallen by the wayside. It was maintained, but it was not as beautiful um, as it was when she was really like in her heyday. So it's been really special. Um, it's just a really, really special place. She wrote a book of poetry. She self-published called The Magic of This Place. And it was all... Oh, oh I know. No. I know. I know. <laughs> it's really, it's really a, a heart wrencher, but... It is. It is just magical. It is a beautiful piece of property and a really wonderful home. And now I really am in my forever, forever house. I'm not leaving. No, no. How could you? So did you have to move to a different state or something? You don't have to give us your address. You'll just give me your address when we're when we're talking privately because I'm coming over to mix a cocktail in your peninsula with you and talk for hours and hours. But Please that aside, do. did you have to move from a different state to buy this house? Oh, no. We moved five minutes down the road. Oh! Okay. You're like, no, we just dragged the sofa down. Truly, truly. We moved, um, I believe it was seven minutes door to door. Um, oh so, my gosh. So it oh was, my gosh. it was not a difficult, a difficult choice. We didn't have to change jobs or cities or any schools. I mean, everything we just picked up and moved down the road. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So I'm assuming you spent time in this house as a little girl. I did. I did. I mean, I have grown up in this home. Um, and, and in this place, my, my grandmother put in a pool and she put in the pool basically to entice her grandchildren to spend as much time here as possible, which definitely worked. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, 
I perfect. It is. Perfect. I'm trying to think. People were like, "Is that going to be weird for you? Is it weird for you that it was your grandmother's house and you know you made so many changes? Was that hard?" And I think because I do love, I love design and I love decorating so much. It was so fun for me. It was so fun to take this um, this beautiful place with so much potential and make it you know, my family's house. And I think she would love that. She would, I mean, she would have some, some questions for me. She would not like that. I took down all of her wallpaper, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like your stewards of the house. Like, you know, it it was your grandmother's house, but now it's your house. You're keeping in the family. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I I'm guessing maybe if, you know, grandma was still around and you know, she was in the attic and you were tearing down all her her wallpaper, maybe there would be a little ripple in the relationship, but hey, you know, I think she would definitely, I, having never met your grandmother, I'm sure she would love everything that you've done. Well, she, don't worry about it. She had a big, big, big personality um, and lots of opinions. But at the end of the day, the thing she would have hated was the idea of a stranger in this house. So she would definitely yeah. be happy that we're here. So what's your favorite thing about the house? I think my favorite thing about the house is the light. We are up on a ridge. Our, um, the neighborhood we live in is a peninsula. So we have a river on one side and a lake on the other side. And we're up on this ridge. We get full sun all day, which is why my flowers do so well. And wow. we just get beautiful light, beautiful sunrises and sunsets. The house is just really um, nicely situated to take advantage of the light. Our previous home was um, an architect built modern house built into the side of a mountain in the woods. It was very dramatic. It was really beautiful. But in the summer, it was very dark because the trees get their leaves. And, mm. you know, while that is nice for keeping the house cool, I am, I'm like a hot house flower. I need sun, sunshine to, uh, to survive. So I do. I love the light in this house. Oh, yeah, me too. But you know, hey, there's a good tip in there. If people are looking for homes, and you're looking in the spring or summer, you know, you're going to get a different impression than if you go to a home in the winter. Yes. When the, when, if they're deciduous trees, right? And it feels so bright mm-hmm. and light. You're absolutely <laughs> right. All of a sudden, that completely changes how it feels inside your house. So make sure it, there's your tip. Figure out if the trees are deciduous or not. <laughs> yep. Yep. Especially if you live somewhere like East Tennessee, where I am, where we do have all four seasons, you know, the trees, the trees lose their leaves. So the light can change really dramatically. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Thrifting. Oh, boy. Tips and transformations. I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk about thrifting. Have you always been a thrifter? I think so. You know, I grew up um, going to yard sales with my mom, going to antique stores, um, going to, yeah, secondhand shops. I've just always, I love it. It feels like a game to me. It's, um, it's just so fun. It's so much more interesting to me to dig and find that treasure than it is to go to a store where there's 20 things, 20 of the same thing on a shelf that, you know, there's no challenge in that. So agree. Whether you call it the thrill of the hunt or, you know, treasure hunting, what have you. I so agree. What is some of your favorite haunts? So I know you kind of you did slip in kind of where you live. So you might find people lurking around looking for this house on a peninsula. But <laughs> if, if you don't mind, give up some of your favorite haunts. And it could be online or actually brick and mortar places. 
Well, for a long time, my absolute favorite haunt was Craigslist. Now I feel like Craigslist has gotten a little less reliable. Um, I really feel like now if you're going to look online, Facebook Marketplace is the number one reason I cannot get rid of Facebook. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have not gotten on that train. A friend of mine was selling some of her things because she was moving and she did so well. She put it all on Facebook Marketplace. People were just driving, local people, people from far away coming, taking sofas, taking chairs and all this. And because of her, I went on and poked around. And I was, aside from her sale, I was unenthused about what I saw. So I might be approaching it incorrectly, but I have heard this from other people too, that this is phenomenal. Yeah. And I will say, I think that because you are on the West Coast, you might be at somewhat of a disadvantage. Um, I have very good friends that live in LA and they just, I mean, they just fall over at what I managed to find. But I think it's because in the Southeast, there's a different, people don't always know what they have. People aren't always as into vintage. So you can just score amazing deals. Mm. I do love physically going to the thrift store. Obviously in the past year, that's been, um, that's been a little harder. So Facebook Marketplace more than ever has been where I've been really looking. Mm-hmm. Scratching your itch on Facebook yes, Marketplace. Yes, okay. exactly. But um, I also love um, AMVETS. You know, it it supports veterans. And I... I ha- okay, wait, slow down. What? Oh, you don't I have don't AMVETS? Even... <laughs> I might. I don't know if I have it. This is where, um, this is where we're going to find wait, out. I'm getting a pen. <laughs> what is regional and not. It's spelled A-M-V-E-T-S. Okay. And it it could be local just to this region, but yes, it is a thrift store, but it supports veterans. It supports a veteran organization. And I have found, I'm going to send you a picture, Kelly. I found this authentic brass dome lamp. You know, when these, the rep, the, um, the replications were really big a couple of years ago, the kind of mush, yeah. the mushroom. Yes. I, right. I found a real one mm. from the seventies. It weighs a ton. And when I saw it, I just got that, you know, you, you get that, like <laughs> that panicky, yes. like I'm getting it. I'm just getting it. You're telling me I'm starting to sweat and I'm getting that feeling. And it was in the window. So I had to have someone, oh, yeah, I had to have someone go get it for me, like an employee get it for like, me. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I'm hurry just up. like, I need it in my hands. I need to be holding, I need to be holding the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You just gave everyone a thrill who's been listening. So is, is that your best thrifted find ever? Or have you had other scores? That is, that? that is at the very top. I also found and it's in my office I'm looking at it right now um a a mint condition Florence Knoll sofa that with the teak base and the original upholstery which was perfect it looked like it had never been sat on and it was this lovely older gentleman he was retiring he had been a lawyer for 40 50 years and it had been in the um in the sitting area of his law office never oh my god never used and his wife didn't like it she thought it was too modern and made him sell it and so he sold it on craigslist for two hundred dollars and i mean this sofa is worth thousands <gasps> easily mm-hmm. oh what color is it? it's a cream color it's oh! i know it's <laughs> just the fact that the upholstery is immaculate and it's such a light color is 
just outstanding. Well, he either was very efficient and never made anyone wait or had no clients. No one ever sat on it. That's amazing. Oh, I, my God. I actually asked him. I was like, how did no one sit in this? And he said, well, they would usually sit in the chairs across from my desk. This was just kind of. Oh, um, just like filling the space. Literally just filling the space. No one ever sat on it. He's like, I maybe took a nap on it once. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, obviously, you're very good at this. So do you have your top tips for thrifting that you can share with everybody? I do. I have a few tips for thrifting. I think that people get really overwhelmed by thrift stores sometimes if they aren't seasoned thrifters. So I really do recommend keeping a list, whether it's on your phone or on a notepad that you keep with you, of just things you're always looking for. Like, you know, maybe you're really wanting to collect pottery or maybe you're looking for light fixtures or or whatever but keeping that list kind of helps me at least jog my memory when i see things i'm like oh right i really wanted to check out picture frames or i i really want to look for mirrors you know things like that so i do really recommend a list i recommend um doing a little digging you know, mm-hmm. just be prepared to get in there and uncover some treasures and also look, you know, even if you aren't like, I don't really get into thrifting for clothes. I still always walk those aisles because people pick things up and then set them down in other parts of the <gasps> store. <laughs> you are seasoned. Yes. Someone's either like, oh, I'm going to come back for this. Or they're like, yeah, I don't really want this. It's a dollar, but really want it and they leave it there exactly so you never know like go looking i once found on top of a rack of linens a table linens it was all like tablecloths and um, blankets and things like that on top of that rack i found this little wooden carved horse and i was just like oh he's cute he's just got this little like sweet face and so i bought it it was a dollar i think went home noticed that it had a signature turned out it was a known folk artist who was known for these animal carvings and so now he has a a prized position on one of my bookshelves love that no it's so true you just never know and that is so much part of the excitement shopping this way okay do you normally thrift and that's relieve the stuff the way you have it, whether it's brown furniture or what have you, or are you uh, more into transformation? I would say I'm about 50-50. I think that it really depends on what you've got. I see no problem in picking up something that you just love the shape of and giving it a coat of spray paint, like we talked about, you know, whether or not you then slather some mud on it. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave up to you. Personal preference. Um, Yeah, I I do. I'm very hesitant to paint anything that is like nice wood um, just because, you know, it's so hard to get it back once you paint it. Yeah. Um, But I also am not afraid to strip things either. I bought, I found a beautiful buffet. Um, I loved the lines. It had these very geometric um, panels on the front, but the finish of it was this very... um, kind of fifties speckly, you know, like Mm. someone had literally splattered it with, with little dots of paint. And so I took it home and I used uh, my favorite uh, non-toxic stripper, which is citrus strip. 
and I stripped that finish off and then I just waxed it. And now people literally think it is like a Scandinavian piece. It's very blonde and very like raw wood looking. Um, There's your Scandi touch. Okay. So tell us again. Now it's a non-touch because I have thought about stripping things and you're like, whoa, like I don't want to be breathing this stuff. It's bad enough when I'm spray painting and I'm like, whoa, I'm inhaling all this paint. So what do you do with the the citric stripper? Do you leave it on and then does it just miraculously take it off? Yes. An easy wipe? Yeah, it's called citrus strip. And mm-hmm. it is still a little it's a, it has a very strong smell. Now it is a mm-hmm. strong citrus smell, but it is a very strong smell. So I still really recommend, you know, an open window outside is always best because it, right. it is also just messy. It's a very thick kind of gel consistency and you just glop it on, leave it for, you know, 20 minutes to an hour and then you just scrape it and all that goo lifts up the finish, the paint, whatever is below. Sometimes if it's really stubborn, you'll have to do another pass. But yeah, you really just use like a putty knife or something and scrape it off. But it is gooey and messy. Wow. But really transformative. Yes. Like Yes. Oh, I'm going to try that because I've been very hesitant to do that. But I sometimes you just even want the raw wood. Like exactly. Something would be just cooler, just raw, rather than even doing another thing over it. Exactly. Oh, Marianne, that sounds great. So is that in your grandma's house? In your house? So we have to stop calling oh, it yes. grandma's house. <laughs> Are, do you think you're always going to refer to it as your grandma's house? Or is it going to segue to your house? It, it really feels like my house now, I will say. I think that some... Family members, especially like extended family, um, I think it will probably always be my grandmother's house. But mm-hmm. for me, I mean, it feels like mine. I feel, and I think that is p- part of just the dramatic transformation that we did pull off. I mean, anyone that comes in this house that ever knew it in the past, there's, it really feels like a really different house. Do you have before and after photos anywhere that we could see? I do. I need to, you know... I've I've been getting um, lectured by my colleagues at HGTV. We need to snap some after pictures. But, you know, we finished our renovation and then um, the pandemic happened. And so it just Mm -hmm. has not, you know, we still need to hang some more pictures on the walls. It never ends. I mean, you're never finished. (laughs) Done, but I'm never finished. Like it's done. It's, you really don't need anything. Well, (laughs) but sure. Am I going to, I just added a bookcase and do I want to hang something on the wall? Sure. Because that's what we do. We love it. Exactly. I mean, I I think that very few people do what their grandparents did, which was decorate once and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Your grandma was done. She did it in 1974, maybe into 1975. And then, Hey, looks good. I'm done. And I mean, my (laughs) husband may sometimes wish that I was like that, but no, instead, you know, we just switched out the pendant lights in our kitchen that were only two years old, but I just oh, you're worse than I am. Oh, I'm honey. starting my I'm starting my second pass on the fifth year five. Second pass is begun. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, we renovate the entire house in seven months. Whoa! So we just had to make so many fast decisions, um, and so yeah, it never ends. I'm always going to be tweaking. I'm always going to be rearranging. But Marianne, this has been amazing and. Truly, like, you know, sometimes you meet someone and you're just like, 
I clicked with this person and that's how I feel about you. I've enjoyed so much talking to you, getting ready to uh, be on your podcast. And I so enjoyed us getting to know each other even further during this episode. So let everyone else know where they can find you and keep up with you at all the various places you are. Oh, Kelly, first of all, thank you so much. That's just um, so kind of you. And it has been really fun to to connect with you and, and make a new friend. It's the best. Um, as far as where you can find me, you can find HGTV Obsessed every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also see our show notes where we have um, beautiful pictures and images at HGTV.com slash podcast. If you just want to follow along with me and my everyday life, which is a little decorating, a lot of gardening, a lot of cooking, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Marianne Canada. Perfect. And I am doing that. And I am jealous of your peonies, but I'm, I'm so happy a lovely person like you has them. <laughs> well, if you lived here, I would, I would send you home with a huge jar full. It's my favorite thing. Well, don't be surprised if I show up on your doorstep one way. I kind of have an idea where you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just like narrow it down. How many peninsulas could there be? <laughs> How many peninsulas? And what did she say? A metal roof and a long porch? I'm going to find you. <laughs> Thanks again, Marianne. I hope we get to do this again soon. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, that was so much fun talking to Marianne. I know she does want to be my best friend now, Anita, so oh. be careful. <laughs> it's clearly now after two interviews, but... Oh, so are you getting offered a TV show? I don't really have that to offer you. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you could offer me a book deal or something. We'll see what it goes on. Okay. But let's talk about our crushes. My crush today is my new toothbrush, which I know sounds boring, but it's kind of a really cool one. Uh, we've had Sonicare toothbrushes for a long time, but they got, they have this brand new style that I'm pretty excited about well, for one thing oh <laughs> shut up okay no, wait a minute let me explain it it's a life changer well wait till you hear about it before you judge you know i'm a manual toothbrush person but oh okay. well, of course you would be okay, try so to I change have... my mind go ahead well no you should try one i mean you don't have to use sonicare but i mean it, your teeth feel like you've been to the dentist so you really should i'm shocked you're using a manual one i just don't like the look of the toothbrush with the electric thing on the counter it's Okay, I well, can. yeah. It's another shallow moment. No, no, no. I don't either. That's why, you know, mine are kind of tucked underneath. But this one looks a little bit better. That's why, okay, so you might consider this one. Okay. So, well, for one thing, it's pink. I got the pink one. There's Cute. pink, white, and black. And then, I don't know uh, if you've ever held one that kind of had this rubbery grip on it that I don't really like. So this one's like got a really sleek design, but it doesn't have one of those ugly charger bases. Oh, now you're talking. Okay. See, it's got it. So mine has kind of a rose gold trim on it. And the mm. base is this rose gold trim or maybe it's just gold. I don't know. But then there's a drinking glass that sits on top of the charger. And then the glass has a little bit of metal in the bottom, bottom of it. So the the toothbrush just sits in the glass. Oh, doesn't that okay. sound a little better? I'm going to have to get a visual on that, but that sounds more yeah. palatable. Well, I will have a link for you to look at it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, one other thing, when you go out of town, and you know what? You could actually do this, just kind of keep it away somewhere. Mm -hmm. It has a traveling case with a USB port, so you can actually charge it in the wall while it's in the case. 
Wow. So see, so it's great for travel. And then I think it's supposed to stay charged for a couple of weeks. So you're not supposed to need to recharge it. But if you do, you can just take the case and plug it in. So you wouldn't even need to sit it out on your counter if you didn't want to. You could kind of keep it in a drawer somewhere as long as you were able to kind of plug it in every couple of weeks. See? Okay. Are you liking it a little better now? I am. I am. I mean, I, you know, my, my toothbrush <laughs> situation is pretty sad compared to this. It really, okay. It's, it really is very nice looking. I, so anyway, you should at least look at it. But it's, okay. it's, it's really one of the most expensive electric toothbrushes, though. So that's the downside. Okay, so tell me what's your crush. Okay, my crush is uh, a book. So I heard a podcast with this woman, Paige Dickey, a very well-known American gardener. She was the person or in the very small group of people that came up with the open days concept for the Garden Conservancy. So really did wonderful things for the world of gardening and gardeners, getting these all these private gardens opened up so people could go visit. And I have really enjoyed that in our area. So she has written several books, but this is her latest book. It's called Uprooted, and it is an intimate lesson filled with stories of what happens when somebody is a really great gardener who gardened in one place for 34 years and gets uprooted, hence the title, and transplants herself to a new house and begins a new relationship with another garden. So I think certainly the gardeners among our listeners will love this book. It's really well written. She does have such a way of turning a phrase. And I think people that are not even diehard gardeners would enjoy it because it's really a metaphor for a lot of things in life. So it's by Paige Dickey, and the name of the book is Uprooted. We'll link that in the show notes. Oh, nice, nice. That sounds fun. I think I'm going to have to get that one. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. So do we have a IG feature for today? We do, and this is such a fun one. It's called Friendless Churches. And on Instagram, you're going to go on, just spell it out, friendless churches, F-R-I-E-N-D-L-E-S-S, churches. And what this is, is a group that cares for a bunch of what they call redundant, which is a really sad term, for but beautiful old churches in England and Wales. They find these churches that have been basically abandoned. No one's taking care of them, and they go in and help restore them. I should, maybe not restore is maybe not the right word, but just kind of maintain them so that they can be preserved for future generations. And so this is a fun Instagram feed. Uh, it's got all these beautiful old churches in it, obviously, but it's also such a wonderful cause that they're trying to preserve these for this generation and future generations. So I just love everything about it. The only thing I don't love is that people would just walk away and abandon these churches and that they wouldn't be a thriving place for people to come together and worship. That's kind of a, a really the sad part about it. But I love that they're trying to keep them going, at least the buildings. Such an interesting Instagram because I think we're all so used to, you know, the decor yes. or the garden or, you know, just the lifestyle. But this is so niche and so specific and really so interesting. I loved it. Thanks for opening my eyes to that one. I'm definitely a follower now. Great. Well, and we're so glad you hung out with us today. I hope you enjoyed that wonderful interview. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.
Acorn TV, where mystery is mesmerizing. And drama, addictive. New and exclusive series, streaming commercial-free.